You're listening to highlights from One Plan Podcast interview with Tief Vanderhoven, founder and creative director of the Weathermakers. The story behind the Weathermakers, or or the whole intention or the drive, is that five years ago, a little bit by accident, actually, I was working in a dredging company, and one of the commercial people from Egypt approached me on a question about a lagoon where the fish was disappearing. And they asked via via, they came with me. I, I normally was a bit the creative person within the dredging company. And I pretty much well knew what to do. So we started with this very small team and set up a whole modeling approach where from flow modeling, so really from the hydraulics, we could determine what would happen with the fish. And that really was, was, was that regreening the Sinai could have a very big impact on the world out of scale in positive way, what it could happen. The capitalist goal or trying to change certain bigger things but we realized that the story was so beautiful to connect it with the right people we set up a company mainly driven just to to make it happen and via john liu i went to the china to see the lispato and more and more we i started to realize and and, and his sentence in his documentary of the of green gold or, or lessons learned in the lispato we're in principle damn simple. We got to do this on, on large scale. And what we need to do remains relatively simple. The direction where you want to go to. And that resonated. And when I saw China, I realized that it was all earth movement. And I'm a dredger, so I'm used to move lots of sand, whether it's marine or on land. Yeah, and it, went, it, it became a whole journey. And via John, we met so many people, which I normally call my Jedis. <laughs> or in the piece and from it we just started to collect knowledge whether it was from Mian or John Todd or Lee Ray or Charling Tao many mainly some older people that were really supporting us and we just as engineers started to 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 create a whole engineering process how you can start imagining and capturing the natural potential of an ecosystem which what I realized in the beginning that by coming from a bit of the construction side and studied morphology or the sand movement in estuaries. There we're really used to calculating certain things with natural uncertainties. And what we figured out that people weren't really doing it with ecology, but if you start doing it and you make the beautiful thing like biodiversity makes a more robust ecosystem, it's the same in your engineering way so the holistic engineering is different than a normal process because you have to touch many topics first before you go into deeper details and we started to develop with the knowledge we knew from the morphological engineering how we could use our knowledge to support it with ecology and really start learning on a larger scale how to restore ecosystems part of that is also setting out research where objective people are just working on engineer a solution, which is in principle simpler than trying to analyze a problem. But by engineering a solution, you you can see that what we need to do with the tools we have created in this world, whether it's the dredging industry or or the energy industry or whatever it is, we have the capability to really change in a positive way the earth. And the question is, and it's not up to me or anybody, does Humanity wants this, or does Egypt wants it? It's all up to them. It's their discussion, their their decision. But it's everywhere around. With the Weathermakers, we also also do a project in the Netherlands because there it's a little bit my ground. I'm from here; it's my place. We can only try to show 
and provide people a solution. Why nature has so much in her that many of the problems we currently are facing all over the planet, nature can tackle it. And never for one solo question, for many of the problems, it gives you an answer. I think it's amazing because these are areas where, I mean, it's biblical. I think like they've been deserts forever. I thought like that's their natural state. But what you're saying is that, of course, these these lands like the Sinai can be restored. And that's not their natural state. It was a consequence of, of a global warming of a certain, you just describe what you're doing there and what, how you're restoring those ecosystems. Well, first of all, one of my loopings was that I actually, damn, when was that Sahara green? When did it become a desert? I didn't know it, but it's not that long ago. It's less than 10,000 years ago. And we know that from, from cave paintings, from fossils, from, from many things. They also now flew over with an infrared camera and you could see the old river systems in the whole Sahara, which is funny because in the Sinai, you could still see them because there the mountains are so close, there's not that much sand which could have hide those things. So when we started, I was most likely too stupid to think like, okay, wait a minute, there's more oxygen. There's principally more water transport, water vapor transport over the Sinai. So why is she not green? It can only be because we have broken a natural system. So if you start diving into history and you also consider that history that happened in those 10,000 years, and realize we have to be a bit careful with the datings of this history. You can see a kind of funny pattern on a larger scale. Because at the same time, the deserts were created, which we know rather precisely from sediment core drillings in the near shore, where you can see the gray, greenish clay coming from river systems rapidly changed in supplements of sediments towards a red, sandy part, where you know it's from the night wind of a desert. So from there, we saw patterns which we could also see in Babylon and Mesopotamia of the fall. And then we started to realize that could it be possible, because now you can see lots of debates in science as well, is Africa partly naturally became a desert? And is some parts where they men in, induced destroyed ecosystem? Or could it be that the destruction of little ecosystems could have much bigger impact on a larger scale. And then if you start looking at the encatchment basins of the Nile Delta, you can see that the Sinai used to hold a continental divide. And a continental divide is nothing else than a mountain range high enough with a functional ecosystem, with an organic white infrastructure to control the hydrological cycle. She can com separate complete weather systems. But if she does that, the water which is now a little bit like a vacuum cleaner sucked by the Sinai into the Red Sea, won't flow there anymore and can only push into the Nile Valley. And then we started to realize that if you use, and I learned that also a little bit from the Chinese, there are no computer models that can predict this or can, can do calculations to it because all of our models are validated and calibrated on only the last period of history. So they only know a system in decline and not a regenerative system, which we don't. But what you can see if we in the Western world tend to zoom into stuff and really start to specialize our little selves. But an ecosystem doesn't work like that. An ecosystem is connectivity. It's a different way of looking at it. And if you zoom out, 
you can start looking at, for example, the history of sailing boats, sailing these areas. They can tell you something about the wind. So there are many other ways, and also in that sense, in a holistic way, whether it are the biblical texts or the Quran or the Old Testament, start reading them and you start to see a potential different way how to further explain what happened in the history. And what I learned from the Chinese, it's the history which tells us where we need to go in the future. It ain't the future telling us. We can, we can guide it by looking back and understand much more what happened in, in Earth history. And I think she holds many of the questions we're now facing. We can find back in, in, in history, but also just in the shape of the land and then how land was treated. And just to put this in context, you know, for restoring the broken ecosystems in deserts, what kind of reduction in climate warming can we see if we were able to do that in more areas in the world? What I can say is that we fully set up a scientific group now working on restoration of water cycles and taking there into consideration what this potentially could mean. And if you ask me, it can mean a lot. But it's without meaning, we, we need to build evidence, which we are in the whole group, but also in example projects. But everybody knows that vegetation cools off the area. So it cools off the close to the lower atmosphere. So it can hold less water. So water comes down as rain. And when there's more water, more evaporation is there. So water works as a kind of energy circle. And we are going to absorb more solar energy, which in an ecosystem can mean reduction of temperature in the lower atmosphere. And in the overall, and that's a whole discussion. What we now know is that the high vapor, the high clouds in the atmosphere are, are really one of the most worst greenhouse gases, water vapor is there when she's so high. And that's what you reduce with the climate change. And if you start looking at whether it's sequestration of carbon or all greenhouse gases, which are mainly all of the, the stuff we need for ecological growth, you can start imagining it. Because the system, when in a large scale with polycultures and the whole shizzle in it, so really with all the different steps, we can bring back a diverse first vegetation cover and nature will start taking over and build a robust ecosystem herself. And I think if you look at it, we're building there on the full scientific backing up of it. But but. If we do this on the right scale, we can tackle climate change sooner than we think. And it's, and it's not just climate change, of, of course, is the big thing. But of course, it's also food security for people in the region, water security. I mean, so many things, the potential of water wars over water in the future or, you know, but if you have a functioning ecosystem, then it avoids that. Absolutely. It's the percentage of biomass that determines the percentage of organic matter, determines the infiltration of water determines the sequestering of greenhouse grasses and determines stable climate. Yeah, it, it touches all of the problems we there have. And all of it, if you look at the 17 Sustainable Development Goals, are covered in that sense, or, or nature gives an answer. And it doesn't mean to say, because that's what you always hear in the Netherlands, oh yeah, but then we have to give up all of our farmlands. No, create organic infrastructures of which biodiversity and, and, and biological intelligence of landscapes can really build up and become strong, that they can handle changes. And then they can become really supportive. 
as you reflect on your discoveries about weather and the environment, and you think about the world we're leaving for the next generation, and just about the future generally and our, our current systems, what would you like to see? And what lessons have you have been important to you? That's a good question. Be humble in the role you're trying to do. In other words, never think it's you, but it's a larger thing. We're all working on together. It's all, it's in that sense of our species. And I hope the problems how people worldwide are exposed and sometimes also the difficulties on really helping it eh? because we're all stuck in a kind of system where you have to also accept the positive but also the negative thing and i guess what i hope to see is that if people are willing to set aside their greedy own way of being and transform it towards a collaborative way which can share much more and it's a much more peaceful world i hope that ecological restoration is growing to a certain level soon, where we finally get a common goal all over the globe and doing it. And I'm humbled if I can do my little best to do it with all the people we have been doing it. Our own, the only thing we're trying to do is create a momentum for a more lovable world to really just start helping each other forget about the past. That's also one of my main goals. I cannot judge people on what they did. I can only judge people on what they're going to do. That we step over, or there are many artists now popping into my mind, but that we step over mistakes and stuff. What we all have done is that collaboratively working together to heal this planet. Because as you see, but I see it as well with you guys, if you talk about it, if you think about it, man, we can have a bright future ahead of us. I don't know, maybe seeing some news about new animals or that kind of stuff instead of bombings or whatever it is. They're just the funny little things that can make it, can make it possible. And all of us can do it. Take a break out of your garden, put a flower in it. Whatever. There are so many ways you can do it. And what changed me, I guess, also in this five years is, is furthering my own team, is that by not only having to work for money, which sometimes is just addictive how it is, by working for a common greater good, you can really make friendships which are special and meaningful. And I guess it gives you a kind of, new meaning in life. And I hope that that's the future we're ahead of as humanity, where I know that if you look at the current status where it's going to, it's not always bad. But if we want the fundamental change in the whole world, we know from history, it first turns very bad before we do it. And if we do it, let us not do a revolution. John Lee, you said this to me once. The next revolution has to be evolution. And let us do that as a species and enter a much more prospective life and work as one earth my earth is your earth, John Leo always says to me. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this program. If you would like to get involved in One Planet Podcast or learn more about environmental projects, click on subscribe. Thank you for listening.